My name is Bill Crockett, and this is Touch of the Master's Hand. Thanks for joining us today. Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome to Touch of the Master's Hand. I'm Bill Crockett. Today, we're going to talk about steps four and five in the five steps to following God's plan for our life. The first three steps were trust in the Lord. Number two, do what's right or do good. Number three, surrender completely to God's leading and then follow your God-given desires. Today, we're going to start with number four. Step number four is commit the results to the Lord. Psalm 37 and verse 5 says, commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust him and he will help you. The word commit means to roll everything to the Lord and let him take responsibility for it. We trust him. We do our best to obey him. We remain willing to do whatever he needs us to do. And we fully surrender our plans to him. Then we roll everything to him and let him be responsible for the results, knowing that he's only going to do what's good for us. That way, we're not responsible for making things happen. God does that. So number four, commit the results to the Lord. Now, number five, step number five may be the hardest of all five. Step number five is simply this, wait patiently for God to work. Psalm 37, verses 7 through 9 say this, Be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him to act. Don't worry about evil people who prosper or fret about their wicked schemes. Stop being angry. Turn from your rage. Do not lose your temper. It only leads to harm. For the wicked will be destroyed, but those who trust in the Lord will possess the land. We live in a microwave world where we want everything to be done as quick as possible. Patience is not a very common virtue for most people, me included. However, God's timing is perfect. He doesn't do things on our timetable. Notice a few things from these verses that God teaches us about waiting patiently. Number one, we must be still. Verse seven says, be still in the presence of the Lord. What does this mean? It means not to fret or worry. Waiting patiently is not waiting stressfully. If we're trusting God with the result, then we know it will be what is best. No need to worry about it because worrying will not change anything. Listen to Matthew 6, verses 31 through 34, which, by the way, are some of my favorite verses. So don't worry about these things, saying, what will we eat or what will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your heavenly Father already knows all your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. So first of all, while we're waiting, we've got to wait and be still. Don't be stressed out. Number two, don't worry about other people, especially those who don't trust God anyway. Just because someone does not believe or trust God doesn't mean that they may not prosper materially or vocationally in this world. Some of the most successful people I know, according to what the world considers successful, are atheists. God is still in control, and his plan for us is still the best. Too many times we choose not to follow God because of the influence of other people who appear to be prospering, and we want what they have instead of waiting 
for what God has for us. And then number three, as we're waiting on God to act, we must not get angry when things don't go our way or on our timetable. God tells us that losing our temper and getting angry will only bring harm and ultimately make the situation worse. Don't give up on God's plan just because things aren't happening the way we want them to happen. Too many times we get frustrated because the events we had expected don't turn out the way we thought. So we quit, thinking we made a mistake. Nothing could be further from the truth. God just wants us to trust him and wait patiently. Listen to what the Bible says in Galatians chapter 6 and verse 9. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. So the five steps to following God's plan are these. Trust God. Do the right thing. Surrender to God's plan and follow your God-given desires. Commit the results to the Lord. And then wait patiently for God to work. Let me share a quick story as we close today of how these five steps have worked in my life. In the fall of 1979, after spending a year in college playing ball, I transferred to a Christian college in Florida. I had recently surrendered my life to do whatever God wanted me to do, and I believe this was the first step he wanted me to take, going to a Christian college. I had no idea what would follow. I was approaching the end of my first year. I had decided that God wanted me to be a preacher, and I would changed my major to Bible during the year. I really wanted to spend the summer preaching. While I was not sure how this was going to happen, I knew that God would open the door somehow. So I began to pray that God would give me the opportunities to preach. One of my friends asked his pastor if I could come and preach at their church. The pastor agreed to have me come on a Wednesday night and speak to their Bible study group in July. Now, this was a great opportunity, except the church was in Kansas and I lived in Tennessee. However, it was the only opportunity I received. As the semester began to end with less than a week left of classes, I really began to wonder if God was going to let me preach during the summer or if I was going to have to go back home and just find a job. With just a few days left in the semester, I received a note in my mailbox at the college asking me to come to one of the vice president's offices that afternoon. As I arrived in his office, he had me sit down and asked if I knew about the ensembles that the college had that traveled during the summer. I told him I'd heard about them, but I didn't know much about them. He proceeded to tell me that the group traveling to the West Coast needed a speaker. This was a mixed quartet with two guys, two girls, and a young lady who would be playing the piano. It also included a female staff member that would be traveling with the group for the summer. He then asked if I would be interested in being the speaker for this group. I asked what that entailed, and he said that you'd be he said I'd be speaking in a different church five nights a week and sometimes on Sunday. I asked how long it would last, and he said all summer, 12 weeks. He also said that by traveling with the group, the college would actually pay me and it would help with my tuition for the next year. I was more than excited. God had answered my prayer in a way that I never dreamed. I was going to be able to travel across the country and up and down the West Coast of the United States, not only preaching once, but preaching at least five times a week for 12 weeks. I simply trusted the Lord and 
tried to do the right thing, followed my God-given desires, committed the results to the Lord, and then I waited patiently for God to act. It was one of the greatest summers of my life. I hope this simple story of how God used these five steps in my life will somehow be a help and encouragement to you as you seek to follow God's plan for your life. We may not always understand what God is doing or where he's leading us, but we can be sure of this. If we just do what he says and take the steps he shows us, he'll take care of everything else. Let's pray. Father, thank you for leading us in our lives. Thank you for your blessing. Thank you for all that you do for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you again for joining us this week on Touch of the Master's Hand. I hope that you have a fantastic weekend, and we will talk to you again on Monday. Have a good weekend, everybody.